Welcome to Fusion Fantasy Football. All right, welcome back, everyone. Yes, it's a podcast. I'm doing something. No, I'm your host, Joshua, and don't worry, I have been doing something. You just haven't been hearing it. But as of right now, today, actually yesterday even, if you knew where to look, you can see it. You won't be able to hear it, although you can go to YouTube and watch a video and see how to use it. But I have been working on making a rookie uh, and really just player profile comparison tool. Really, really excited about it. Rookie Fusion, uh, Fusion Rookie Vision is what I'm calling it. And it lets you pull up two different players, see their rookie measurables, college stats, and side-by-side compare, calculate how similar they are on the stats that are being shown, um, and, and in different ways, just the physical things, just the college production. And then the third section at the bottom, you can actually pull up the own your, your own stats, Now, the ones I make available to you, but the stats that you think are important, you can pull up and look at, and that's really interesting. I think a lot of fun, and honestly, something that isn't out there right now. So it's just a Google Sheet spreadsheet, so you can follow the link here. It'll be on fusionffb.com under the tools or resources under FF uh, Tool Rookie Vision. Of course, there's also the breakout, uh, I mean, the format beater there. So go ahead and check out that. Uh, but yeah, so that's what I've been working on. Also been just listening to a lot of really smart people about these rookies. Been working on my own rookie sheets and slowly getting my way to some some rookie ranks, right? We'll get there. We're in the middle of pro days happening uh, for whatever that's worth this year. We've talked about that right now. We're not going to have as many solid details about as many players as we have had in the past. When it's the combine, it's more meaningful because it's everyone, same place, same exact tests being administered the same exact way. It's more scientifically precise uh but we'll do what we can and i think uh, as i've mentioned before maybe focus a little bit more on actual production in college age adjusted metrics things like that which i think really are better anyway so this should not hurt us too bad but check out the uh rookie vision tool really interesting a lot of fun. Uh, it really is a good visual. I've got the data bars on the side that really lets you see how similar or dissimilar players are. And it's it's not just this year's rookies. It's old old uh, at least a decade decade worth of prospect data in there. Thanks to Dave Wright, FF underscore Spaceman. Um, he has a college prospect database that I used to make this. So big shout out to him. Check him out. Um, couldn't have done it without it. And I also utilize his his database for my own 
rookie ranks sheets with all my made-up stats, right? Okay, guys, housekeeping is over today. I wanted to talk about free agency. Now, as you may or may not know, back in the beginning of February, I uh, did a couple different episodes, actually three episodes, one on quarterbacks, one wide receiver, one running back, and tight end combined. And we talked about who was a free agent. We talked about their situation, the likelihoods of what I thought was going to happen and other possibilities. And then we laid out a what's what's the plan for them in Dynasty? Or if you have them, are you holding or selling? If you don't have them, should you be trying to buy them cheap or do you wait? And so on. So we were trying to make roadmaps for how we were approaching the players in Dynasty. And we're going to update that today really quick. We're going to see where I was right, where I was wrong, and if we need to update the plan or hopefully is the plan holding true. So first we're going to talk about quarterbacks. Now Dak Prescott re-signed. Yep, thought so. Bye, bye, bye. Good. <laughs> That's all my note says under the plan is bye, bye, bye. Not goodbye, but acquire, acquire, acquire because he's good of course not a lot else happened although i do think that the the stafford and goff trade did finalize after that podcast and yet i did say a few things that i think were really good there i talked about how matthew stafford is going to be worth more after the trade happens and we see that now everyone's excited about him being with the Rams. So if you had him, I said hold and then sell if you are rebuilding. Otherwise, he's just going to keep being pretty good for you. I don't think you really need to do anything. In the meantime, maybe you had a chance to buy him, but not anymore. At least not at a price. Rivers retiring. Okay, that's old news. Mitchell Trubisky moved on from the Bears. He just signed with the Bills. Okay, which left an opening with the Bears and Andy Dalton has signed there. I really have no idea what they're doing in Chicago. No idea. Cam Newton re-signs with the Patriots. I was not sure about that, but since I actually made that video, I was reading and seeing more things that did make it look like more and more likely that was going to happen. And I, I've been more and more... Um, I guess positive about that possibility. I mean, he talked some about how he was really held back by COVID early in the season and things like that. So, you know, he has a chance. I think we saw some good production out of him. So another season in the system, fully healthy, maybe, maybe better weapons. And uh, he, he could still be what he was last season in his good games. I think he can he could do that again for a full season. Tyrod Taylor goes to the Texans. That's interesting to know because there's a lot going on right now with Sean Watson, accusations, a lot of uncertainty. I don't know enough to comment on it except that if somehow it's true, if there's suspensions, if there's cutting, I don't know. Tyrod Taylor is the backup. Maybe good to know and be aware of. Ryan Fitzpatrick, our favorite 
gunslinger for hire. He goes to Washington. This is actually really, really interesting, and we'll see some other signings Washington made later. But uh, I really like that for Terry McLaurin, of course. All right, um, some other interesting. Oh, of course, Jameis Winston re-signed with the Saints. I was kind of hoping he went to Washington or just anywhere where we knew for sure he could be the starter. I don't know why the Bears weren't all over him even last season. But he's going to sign with the Saints again for not even a ton of money. But presumably more assurances of actually playing. Unfortunately, of course, Taysom did rework his extension, four-year, all kinds of money. And it looks like he's still definitely going to be around and in the mix. This means we may see a lot of... Taysom Hill coming into the game for a player two. So everything that we didn't like about how that happened to Breeze, I think it's going to happen to Winston even more. On the plus side, Winston, he makes big plays. And it's going to be really interesting seeing him in that offense, really cut, letting it loose. Uh, can slant boy... Uh, <laughs> uh, Michael Thomas. Can Michael Thomas be more than just uh, a slot slant runner? I think he can. I actually acquired Michael Thomas in a league where I have Jameis Winston just a week before this was all finalized. And I'm really interested to see how that turns out. Maybe I got a stack. I don't know. Uh, like I said, Stafford to the Rams. All right, there we go. Thinking back over our roadmap, our game plans for these guys, not much has changed. If you'd managed to to not sell Ryan Fitzpatrick, maybe that worked out in your favor because it looks like you got a starter again. Um, if you were, like I said, anything you can for Trubisky, yeah, he's a backup now. Cam Newton said hold till he sell uh, till he signs, and then you can sell him. Absolutely, you can sell him on being a Patriot again and being the presumed starter. Absolutely, Jacoby Brissett. I don't know if I mentioned this actually earlier, but he did sign with the Dolphins. So he's Tua's backup now. That's an interesting stash. Uh, let's see. Winston, I was saying, buy him for a second, early third if you could. That could definitely pay off if you manage to do this. So, so far, I'm really happy with the advice we uh, I was given. Looked like it's worked out so far. Let's talk about running backs. Aaron Jones, surprise re-signing with the Packers. I thought he'd go somewhere else. I'm not alone, though. Lots of people did. But my point with him was he's either re-signing, and he's going to be the starter, or he's getting paid at a new team to be the starter. Either way, he was a buy, and I don't know why anyone would have discounted, but hopefully they didn't. Kenyon Drake just found out he signed with the Raiders. I'm not a huge Kenyon Drake fan. Haven't been for quite a while. And now he goes to the Raiders to mess up Josh Jacobs, who I also have had concerns about. And of course, he's likely having a two-game, I'm going to guess, maybe up to four games suspension for these DUIs he had. So 
hey, he's got a Kenyon Drake has a couple really good games coming this season. Maybe Jacobs has an injury. I don't know. He's a capable running back, so he's really overqualified as a backup. But he's also not your traditional receiving back, really. So I don't know how that's going to work. It's really like they're very similar players. Um, I said hold and sell after he plans as a planned starter. Ouch. Yeah, uh, I'm going to be looking at my running back matrix, landing spot matrix here with the next episode. And it's not great so far looking at it. Running back landing spots, whether you're a free agent or a rookie, are not good this year. The All the jobs have really been filled up over the last couple seasons with all the really good running backs we've had. And it's just not a lot of demand out there, not a lot of open positions. So there's a few really good ones. We'll talk about that then. But just that kind of informed me a little bit when I did this initially and that, that there's not a lot of great landing spots even for these free agents. So we just learned, actually, I got to type this in right now. Philip Lindsay landed with the Texans, which is interesting because so did Mark Ingram. Um, I don't like this for 2021. David Johnson, Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay, not a running back room you're really interested in. However, Lindsay, I think, is well clearly the, the youngest of, of the, the three. And uh, he could be interesting for 2022. And he could be interesting in uh, PPR leagues, even in 2021. Especially, of course, if there's injury. I don't have much faith in Ingram. But I assume David Johnson would be taking most of the work from Philip Lindsay. He's an interesting stash for 2022. Yeah, I'm not sure what else to say about that. We're still waiting on Leonard Fournette. Um, actually to back up, I, with Philip Lindsay, I said, go ahead and buy the doubt and not to sell him again. That doesn't, that doesn't look so great right now, but it could still pay off a little bit. I don't think you had to pay too much. I hope you didn't. Chris Carson signs with the Patriots. Not what I thought, not what I thought, um, at all. I really don't get that signing. Really don't get what the Patriots. I mean, I get what the Patriots are doing, but I don't like the specific decisions um i said buy him with a second sell him for more i don't think you can there's too many other backs damian harris and so on with the patriots cam newton runs steals touchdowns it's just doesn't look great but he could still do something there we'll see uh let's see who else do we actually know about Carlos Hyde went to the Jags, which is a fantastic. I've called Carlos Hyde the kingmaker before when it comes to running backs because he somehow managed to uh, make Matt Breida a thing in San Francisco when he left. Then he went to the Browns and managed to make Nick Chubb something so much so that they traded Carlos Hyde midseason to the Jaguars where he played for a season and then left, uh, leaving a full-time position for Leonard Fournette to have his best season. So it's just, it's like wherever Carlos Hyde, now he did go to the Texans after that and actually had a decent season of his own. 
So he is not completely washed. Then he went to Seahawks last year and filled in decently here and there where Carson couldn't. And now he's back to the Jags, even though it's a different coach, uh, but same team he'd been on three teams ago. Back to the Jags. I think that this is fantastic for James Robinson because Carlos Hyde is not going... He's going to take some work. He's going to do... Uh, he's going to run when he's asked to to give James Robinson a breather. This is not a terrible thing to keep James Robinson fresher, but he's not a threat to actually take deserved work away because James Robinson is better in every way than Carlos Hyde. Simple as that. Let's see who else is signed for running backs. Not much. I mean, some random ones like Theo Riddick went to the Raiders, which... If you want a receiving back, I mean, that's that's the guy, not Kenyon Drake. So that's actually maybe super under-the-radar deep PPR, like, satellite stash. Um, Jamal Williams goes to the Lions, so he's still going to be behind a guy. I know some people were saying they hoped he could be a starter. I'm, I'm looking around the league, like I said, where? Where is he going to be a starter? There's not any of those jobs open. So he goes behind Swift there. Some people were upset about this for Swift. Look, he's going to take the work that somebody was going to have to take anyway. We just know who it's going to be now. Um, not that worried about it. Let's see. Then after that, we have Samaja Piran to the Bengals. Not really sure what that means. And Marlon back re-signed with the Colts. Mike Boone signed with the Broncos. This is an interesting one that you can note as a real cheap stash. Melvin Gordon is still there for one more year. Mike Boone is not the young, exciting player he once was, but he's still very interesting as a backup. Tight ends. Oh, my goodness. Hunter Henry to the Patriots. Not sure what you think. I think it's an overpay for what he's given. But Bill Belichick likes him, so he's a patriot. Uh, I said hold until he signs and then sell. Unfortunately, he and Johnny Smith, the other tight end here, who also signed with the Patriots, kind of kind of killed each other's uh, trading value. I hope you were able to trade at Hunter Henry last year. I mean, I was saying hold until he signs, and I think that was the best advice at the time. But I think the better advice was just don't have Henry Henry before you get into the offseason. Too late to say that now. But I know I was saying to sell Hunter Henry already. And I did. And Johnny Smith, I was already telling you he's not as good as you hoped. This is about as good a place as any that's going to manufacture some work for him. Between the two... I do have more assurances that Hunter Henry will be consistently involved and produce fantasy points. But I kind of, as the value, do like Johnny Smith. I was ready to get out of him, saying I'm not going to pay up for him, and so on. But, man, he just got cheap. So there might be some places where I wouldn't mind taking Johnny as a very high upside. If he hits, he could hit big. Uh, not much else for tight ends i mean yeah i'm not talking about these guys 
Tanyan, uh, Tanyan Robert Tanyan was tendered. I have not heard any resolution to that. So that's it for tight ends of note. Wide receivers, here we come. Allen Robinson, franchise tagged, and he signed it. Ouch. Uh, I said hold if you have him, buy if you can. Yeah, he's still probably going to be just fine putting up points, even with Andy Dalton. That's that's it. That's all it is. Um, he, he puts up points. Chris Godwin, franchise tag as well, called this one. And I said you should be buying him if there was a dip, a dip in value. I don't think you're going to find that dip now. But some people still just don't really like him particularly. Talking to you, Josh. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I think you can still get him. Here's an interesting one. Kenny Galladay. It's just about confirmed going to the Giants. I, I did not make a prediction where it was going to go. But... Um, I did say if Stafford goes, then Galladay is going to go, and then he might be a value because he's old, supposedly, and going to a new team and so on, right? But Galladay is someone, yes, he was old when he came in, but that also helped him. He he stepped in, and he actually produced right away as well. And so I think he can do that in a new NFL team. Um, you can't, like I, I said, you can't sell him anymore. You had to hold and I said, go ahead and buy. So I think we nailed Kenny Holiday. He's still a value, though, I think, even even now. Will Fuller goes to the Dolphins? Yeah, to the Dolphins. Wow, that's not who I thought was going to go to the Dolphins. But uh, I really like this for Tua. I mean, I was thinking they would want Juju Smith-Schuster there to be the slot guy for Tua. But this could serve to help uh, kind of let to uh, open up the offense and have to throw downfield or Will Fuller. So this really could help the offense as a whole and maybe help Tua kind of break out of his shell that he was pushed into last year. Hopefully he can blossom and, and really be the quarterback that everyone was talking about coming out of college before his injury. I think that could happen this year, and Will Fuller is going to help it happen if it does. Juju, I thought he was going to go to the Dolphins. Now I'm hearing he likely is staying in Pittsburgh. And I think that's not a good thing. I actually had offer out for Juju Smith-Schuster, but after all this happened, I was looking at it, and I withdrew the offer because I don't like that idea anymore. If he's with the, uh, the, the, if he's with the Steelers, then... I don't think I'm going to pay any kind of premium for him. If someone will give him away, fine. But same old with the Steelers and a declining Big Ben. I don't really like it. Curtis Samuel signed with Washington. This is a really great one, especially when you combine it in the context of Fitzpatrick being there as a quarterback. I really, really like this one. Um, very similar to what I predicted the Ravens. But I think it's going to be a very similar kind of situation. And uh, this one could really play out well. I don't think anyone needs to be afraid of this signing for for McLaren. I think Terry McLaren's going to be just fine. They complement each other really well. So go ahead and get Samuel if people think Terry 
is going to just dominate and go ahead and go get Terry McLaurin if they think Curtis Samuel is going to hurt him. That's fine. Uh, Fitz can handle it. Speaking of Fitz's, Larry Fitz, I think is officially retired, but not re-signed. So keep that in mind. We're going to come back around to that. Marvin Jones, this is like one of the few ones I actually got right. I said he would sign with the Jags, and he did. It just kind of made sense being a veteran guy and having a quarterback coming in. It's like the one location we know for sure is drafting quarterback. Uh, So Marvin Jones, yeah, not a bad guy. Get him for the third round, late second. This could be interesting, all right? T.Y. Hilton, I thought he will, I think he will resign, and we still don't know what he's doing, and I think that's what's going to happen. He's going to resign with the Colts. He's got Wentz there, and Wentz actually works for T.Y. Hilton. So if you can buy, like right now, the fear, you no one knows where he's going, so on, go ahead, buy him, because he could have some games like he had last year still. Corey Davis goes to the Jets. Interesting. I'm not sure what to think about this. They've got Mims. They got Crowder. Uh, probably drafting a new young quarterback. So do I really want Corey Davis in there competing? Not really. Sell whenever was my recommendation, and I'll stick by it. Nelson Aguilar to the Patriots. I don't have any kind of plan or roadmap with this one. It just that's what happened. Rashad Perryman goes to the Lions. This is exactly why I called him an under-the-radar buy because now he goes to the Lions, who is suffering from a lack of wide receivers, and he is the deep guy. He is the deep guy. They've still got, of course, Hawkinson. They signed um, Tyrell Williams, who is a little bit similar to Brashard Perriman as well, but I trust Perriman more at this point in their careers. So if you can sneak Brashard Perriman somewhere, Go for it. He's a nice stash. Let's see. You Shard Higgins re-signed with the Browns. A.J. Green. Remember how we talked about Larry Fitzgerald? Well, A.J. Green went to the Cardinals. This is, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing, but they think they need, like, mentors, maybe. Maybe that's all it is. Either way, A.J. Green to the Cardinals. This can't be great for... Uh, Christian Kirk, but I don't see how it hurts Hopkins. I mean, you have to actually be healthy and play to play and hurt anyone's stats. So be interested to see how this one goes. But uh, there it is. A.J. Green still signed at age 33. Okay, I don't know what you're doing. John Ross with the Bengals returns. And Kendrick Bourne is the other guy that Patriots signed, which is really interesting, I think. Um... That's that's a solid fit there, and it'll be interesting to see if he grows into a role or if he's just another stopgap. Oh, yes. Okay, this is why I was thinking about the Jets earlier. Uh, not only did Corey Davis go there, but we just learned recently Keelan Cole is going to the Jets. So the Jets are just signing a lot of weapons right now. Clearly, they're going to be drafting a rookie wide receiver. Um, let's see who else signed Antonio Brown back with the Bucks. I just continue trying to sell him for something. Um, let's see. David Moore signed with the Panthers. So we get two different D Moores now. That's lots of fun. Um, 
don't think there's much up for wide receivers. That is about it. Okay, there we go. There's all the guys I already talked about. I did want to talk about some players that were affected by these signings. Uh, we could start with one of the prime ones, A.J. Dillon. A lot of people excited about him maybe being the starter if Aaron Jones went elsewhere, but Jamal Williams went elsewhere and Aaron Jones got re-signed. It's not actually that terrible, but it's definitely flex-worthy. Uh, I wouldn't even say worthy. He was definitely a sell before because you're selling the hope of it, but you could actually kind of buy on the fear now as well. It might have gone too far the other way. So an interesting stash, a super high upside backup should anything happen to Aaron Jones. So he's got that going for him. Um, around the league right now, something I noticed is there's a lot of wide receiver twos on the team, you know, the wide receiver two on the team. We are used to having to look out for these rookie running backs coming in and taking a veteran's job. But this year, I think there's a lot more wide receiver twos on teams, not the running backs, wide receiver twos on teams that are going to get replaced because there's a lot of really talented receivers in this year's draft, this class. Not so much next season. Definitely not running back. So don't get rid of all your running backs. Um, but maybe consider selling your wide receiver two for a team. Now that goes very similarly to something I was saying weeks ago, which was to sell Darnell Mooney and also Gabriel Davis in uh, in Buffalo. And these were cases where I didn't think either player was going to ever become the team's wide receiver one. And so if you can sell them for a, a second or roll it forward for something that will give you another chance to hit on a player that's really going to pay off and be a wide receiver one, that's why you got to draft these guys. But in the meantime, look around your team and see, is there a wide receiver on a team that is uncertain? You know, like, is, is Mike Williams? We don't really know what's going on with the third wide receiver there. There's a lot of really good receivers in this draft. They're probably going to push to replace the team's wide receiver twos. So that's why if you can sell now and get good value, I would suggest doing that. And remember, the point is not just to roll that value over to another year. It's a chance, it's a new chance to re-roll the dice and maybe this time you'll hit on the Chase Claypool with your middle round second pick instead of, I don't know, whatever else you took instead. Look, there was Ayuk last year. There's going to be some of these players are going to slip into the second round. If you can trade some of these past players, these uh, uncertain players, for a rookie second, early third, Go ahead and do that, and you're not, again, not just rolling over value. No, we want something to hit and that will now increase the value exponentially. And in Darnell Mooney and Gabriel Davis's case, they were both being projected for usage that won't necessarily be there anymore. Now, in this case, it wasn't the rookie draft and rookies coming in. It was free agents, and... Darnell Mooney, if you thought he was going to be the main receiver when A-Rob left, well, Allen Robinson's back. 
which I think is overall a good thing for Darnell Mooney. I like Mooney. So now you might even be able to buy him cheap, even though nothing should have changed. But that's just how it works. And same goes for Gabriel Davis. As much as he was being hyped up as being an undervalued guy, you could still trade him for a lot when everyone thought he was going to be the undisputed wide receiver too. That's not what that's not what's happening. And so that's why I'm trying to tell you to go ahead and sell some of these guys then. But now you're going to hear me say, go ahead and buy Mooney. I, I like Mooney. You could he's people are so low on him. He's definitely Anthony better than Anthony Miller, right? Anthony Miller was in the same situation that I'm trying to talk about here a couple of years ago. We looked okay, but he wasn't that great. And we kind of assumed that he'd continue being the wide receiver too, or even go into that rule, but then they drafted Darnell Mooney, who was better, and he took his job. And now Anthony Miller is worthless on the trading block, at least. All right, so that's what I'm talking about. Same thing for Davis. Now that Emmanuel Sanders is signed there, I don't have a problem with him. If you can buy him cheap, great. The idea before was selling high. That's just how things work, guys. So hopefully you can take this principle and apply it again. We're actually more concerned about rookies in the draft replacing uh, lesser wide receivers on their teams, more so this year than in the past because there's so many good wide receivers and not a lot at the top other than the top for running backs. So next week, maybe I'll get into actual running back players, running back uh, landing matrix. I like to get a, an objective measure of of the teams and then of the players, the rookies before the draft, and then we can bring those together and very quickly arrive at a final ranking, a final evaluation. So that's what I'm going to be working on next in the process. And then after that, hopefully I have some actual ranks for you in the coming weeks after that, as well as guests. I don't think I'll have time for full-on fake football fights, but I'm trying to line them up. I'm trying to get some actual football people, film analysts in here to talk about these rookies in greater detail. There's just so much good content out there right now. I'm just a consumer, but I want to be able to pass that forward to you. So when it comes to profiles on these rookies, you want to go hear them. Uh, look, the the rookie fever guys are just kicking it into overdrive. Dave Wright at FF underscore Spaceman new over there. So between Swag and Aardvark, you know, Fanero and now Dave, the three of them putting out a lot of awesome content, having guests on talking about profiles of specific players. Go check them out. Of course, you've also got the uh, FF astronauts. They are pretty good at film analysis and, and, and so on. Of course, it doesn't get much better than Peter Howard, who we've had on the last couple season and hope to get him on a third time. But he's out there grinding the grind on YouTube, and you can find the feed under Dynasty Crossroads still. Um, yeah, I'll continue to chop some different information, and uh, you guys let me know if you find anything you like and if there's anything you want me to listen to and analyze. But uh, 
that's about it for this episode. Got a little long already, but a lot of things to go over for free agency. Still a lot of pieces to fall into place, but I hope that kind of gives you an idea of what's happened and what we're going to be trying to do going forward. And go check out the Rookie Vision tool on the website, fusionffb.com, and go to Resources, and there it'll be. Enjoy all your comparisons with your custom stats and all this stuff. Go watch the YouTube video if you want a quick introduction on how to actually use it in a little bit more detail. But that's it, guys. Have a good week. See ya. <laughs>